What's up, everybody, and welcome into the podcast. Today, I'm joined by It's Your Boy Bo, It's Your Boy Joey, and it, you know, it's me, it's Brady, and we are, uh, we're doing a special bonus episode as it becomes spooky season here. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but, you know, this is the October listening one where we're going to be talking about spookiness, so how, uh, how are you guys doing in this spooky season? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um... You know, I was I was up late last night watching scary movies, but I'm 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 here. You're doing a uh, challenge, right, Joey? I was gonna say, can we talk more about that? Because every time that we've talked, you've you've stayed up late watching a scary movie. <laughs> yes. So our friend Corey from high school and I every October try to watch 31 scary movies in the month of October. I say scary movies. It's more, you know, Halloween themed movies because I did watch Ghostbusters 2 the other day and I don't necessarily think that that's scary. But um, no, last night I watched the new Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, I heard terrible things about that. Oh, it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you can confirm those terrible things that I heard. But it was fun. You know, it, it was not what I was expecting. Um, I would not say it was very scary either. Um, Definitely was, on brand, though. Yeah, it was more kind of like a uh, a dramatic family movie with this weird horror element thrown in there. There's there's a culture behind that because I've seen like Five Nights at, at Freddy's like toys and stuff pop up at the store, and like I've I've always seen it, but I don't know anything about it can you give me like a five second summary of what it is because this is basically like a, a new movie of like an old no old it's movie an old video game oh okay which mm-hmm. i have never played brady as the resident video game expert do you have a a quick summary of five nights at freddy's the game i do not i actually never played fred five nights at freddy's i knew it was a video game i knew that behind the lore but I do not know anything outside of that. I also knew what Bo said, which there is a following because there's a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's stuff, but I'm not a big person on it. But I will say, because this has happened, where a video it starts as a video game, gets a backing, and they try to make it into a movie. Those typically fail 99% of the time, and it pisses off the entire fan base. So I'd really like to find a uh, Five Nights at Freddy fan and interview them and see uh, their, their reaction because uh, I bet it'd be awful. Well, it sounds like Joey's not one of those. They did the same thing kind of like with Doom, too. And people that sit down and play like horror video games, that's a that's a whole different breed. Mm-hmm. I could never like because when I do play video games, lights are off. I'm sitting there typically by myself. Family doesn't care about what I'm doing. So I'm sitting there one on one with a controller and a TV screen. And if something spooky pops out of me, I'm going to I'm going to scream like a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like a, unlike a movie, like you're not like detached from it. You're not like, oh, this is happening to this person. If you're walking around in a first person, like that's spooky. Yeah, I I broke down and bought an Oculus <laughs> VR headset a couple years oh. ago, and and one of the games that I bought on there was The Walking Dead. I'll be honest, I played that twice, and I was freaked out, and I stopped playing. <laughs> Dude, nobody blames you for that. Real, I don't want VR zombies coming at me. <sighs> yeah, I uh, they, they they did the same thing with uh with Warcraft, um, where they made that Warcraft movie. I don't even know if you guys knew there was a Warcraft movie, but it was god awful. All the Warcraft fans 
including myself, hated it. Said, "Why would you do this to my my love?" And then uh, it, they they had a, like a three part series, and then it turned into a, a, a one one off. And it I think the most again. recent video game turned movie that I watched because uh, I started diving deep into the Max app for HBO was Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, also again. I can't think of the last time that a movie turned good from a video game. I take that back. I take that back. I Mario was... was really good. Okay, Mario was amazing. I thought Mortal, Mortal Kombat was all right. Which one? The new one. <laughs> okay, the one that... I went, yeah, the, the newest one. That, that one yeah. was pretty good. There's like three of them now. The, oh, uh, really? I, w- I was going to say, the only one that I... Uh... I knew of that was like a video game turned good was Mario. Um, so I was I was with you, Bo. But uh, they have th- there's a couple out there that like Tomb Raider. I I don't know if I I watched. Mm. I know, was Tomb Raider was Tomb Raider a video game first or was it the was it the movies and the Tomb Raider was definitely a video game first. So you know, back in Angelina Jolie's heyday, <laughs> that one was okay. You know what what came first. Never mind, I just answered my own question. I was going to ask what came first, the James Bond movie or the James Bond video game. Definitely but, James, yeah, definitely the James Bond novel, <laughs> actually. I feel like movies turned into video games typically come out pretty well. But yeah, apparently video games turned to movies just don't have the same effect. Nope. I did watch um, Twisted Metal on Peacock, which is a, it's a show. It was a video game turned into a show. Yet another one I have not personally played, but I, I did think that show was really good. It had Anthony Mackie, who we know as Falcon. Ooh, 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 I like him. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you're watching all these horror things because I'm diving deep into. Did you skip yesterday or the night before so that you could watch the new episode of Loki? Oh, I did watch the new episode of Loki last night, which is why I was up late watching the scary movie because. I, I delayed it so that I could first watch Loki. I had to, I had to pull double duty too. I did Loki and then because on Thursdays I get a, a nice hefty drop of content. Uh, both Loki and then the new episode of Gen V comes out on Thursdays too. And both of those series are just so good right now. So good. No spoilers. Brady, are you caught up? <laughs> uh, I need to double check. I think I am though. I think I watched it last night, but because I checked. Or two days ago. It was it two days ago? Did it drop last night? It dropped uh, Thursday. Yeah, night on Thursday. Nine. Oh, then I have not seen it yet. That's what but you watched, watched one last night? Uh, no, it was two nights ago. I looked for it yesterday. Oh. But it I, don't was think there. It was, I don't think it was. <laughs> well, I may have looked early. Yeah, I have not seen it yet. No, no you no, actually no, looked uh, 24 hours late. <laughs> no spoils, no spoils, no spoils, no spoils. Wait, no, I've watched it. Episode six, yeah? What? What is the last... Part episode of the show that you remember. Yeah, how you're two episodes oh, ahead now, bud. Season two. Sorry, sorry. Season two. So season two. I have watched episode three. Oh, uh, okay. So no spoils, no spoils, no spoils. No spoils, no spoils, no spoils, no spoils, no spoils. No spoils is hard to say fast. I thought that was gonna be like a catchphrase thing that we could start saying, but there's no way I'll keep up with that. <laughs> no, no, no. no spoils, no spoils, no spoils, no spoils. <laughs> no, immediately my mouth turns into a tiny little hole. <laughs> I can't get the words out. Guys. <laughs> Guys, guys, we did some comic reading. We did. 
before Bro. I get into that, I, I while we're still on the topic of scary movies, I did want to just generally ask you guys a couple, you know, Halloween themed questions, not not relating to our reading. Um, first and foremost, what are your guys' thoughts on scary movies? Are are you fans of scary movies? Do you enjoy, you know, the titillation of of jump scares? Do you do you like psychological horror? Like just overall thoughts on being scared in your entertainment. Brady, we'll go to you first. Ooh, getting me first. So my take is I like scary movies. I like the psychological thriller type of scary movie, or like the ones that keeps you thinking while it tries to scare you, or while it paints the scene, way more than any other type in that genre. I hate jump scares. I think it's cheap. So the like jump scare movies keep me away. But I, I, I do like scary movies, especially the uh, the psychological, make you think, make you, you know, try and figure it out in your brain. Well, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree on, on a lot of that. I, I think generally speaking, don't gravitate towards scary movies. It's not my go-to. Um, I, yeah, jump scares. I, I'm not having fun with that. And I definitely do not enjoy like the gore. I like, I, I like kind of like the cult classic, like, like the universal monsters, like you've got your Dracula, you've got your werewolf, you've got your Frankenstein. I like the concept of all of that. Like when you get back to like the black and white, uh, the newer scary movies I feel like is just too, just too gore. Like most of it is gore or like excessive jump scares on, on levels that I'm just like, I'm having a good time. Um, but I like the, the kind of, I like the spooky more than the absolutely like, bone chilling and um i i do like a good thriller but again not necessarily like the gore type the, the kind that's just a little bit more psychological kind of like brady was hinting at uh but yeah, as far as movies go i'm just i'm not like picking out a whole post not picking out a hole uh, <laughs> oh i was like i was right <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I am not picking out a horror movie nine times out of ten. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I hit the mute on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say you guys I, I I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said. While I have been watching pretty much a scary movie every single day, uh, it it is something that I pretty much do purely for this challenge that, that Corey and I do. And it's not something that I do outside of the month of October really at all. Um, however, I will say favorite scary movie of all time. Uh, I, I love the scream franchise mm. and in particular scream four is probably my favorite movie within that series. So curious real quick, Brady bow favorite scary movie go. Ooh. So, this goes against what I just said, but from a horror standpoint, because you got me thinking about horror, one of the first scary movies that I went and saw in um, in theaters that kind of got me into, because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to watch that. That's scary. Um, but I think it was early high school. I went and saw Saul, 
in uh move in the movie theaters and i think yet again it kind of leads into that psychological thing because you gotta play the game but uh i think saul is my my favorite okay saul bell what about you favorite scary movie uh, my scary movie preference would probably be. It's tough. It's it's a toss up between Scary Movie, Scary Movie Two, and Scary Movie Three. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 they definitely count. If you look it up, there it's called a horror slash comedy. And uh, if if it's scary, I like a parody of scary because we're all laughing. We're all having a good time. Not and uh, Bo doesn't have to uh, worry about not being able to sleep that night. <laughs> what I enjoy about the Scream movies, you know, they, they were Scary Movie before Scary Movie was Scary Movie. Um, but they, they are actually scary. They're not, like, just blatantly trying to be funny. But they are funny. Um, all right. Uh, I do have, actually, before we get into the reading... A couple listener questions. So these are submitted by our loyal, one of our loyal listeners. Uh, shout out to Emily. Um, rank your survivability in the following zombie apocalypses from most likely to die to most likely to survive. All right. So we've got Marvel zombies. Okay. Dead. Uh- Dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. dead we have sure. got the Walking Dead universe. Okay. Probably still dead. Okay. We have got The Last of Us. Don't know if you guys have ever played or watched that. I have. Probably still dead. All right. Um, and we will throw in here um, the Army of Darkness or Evil Dead uh, universe. Okay. Probably still dead. <laughs> so you've got four to choose from. Uh, wh- which one of these would you, I guess, most likely survive? Which which one are you choosing if you have to pick one of the four? All right. Bo, do you want to go? go yeah, I feel like of those four, The Last of Us is the one that I can see myself. Because playing through that, I, I did make it pretty far. So I think I've got a leg up there. Um, the least likely to survive is 100% Marvel Zombies because they, I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's a great read. But I mean, humanity gone very, very quick to the point where they just start like killing other soups because like they're, they're, they're just hungry. So yeah, uh, humans, myself being one of them, yeah, gone very quickly. I, I would you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, I would 100% agree. Uh, I'm dying in Marvel Zombies the quickest. And uh, I think instead of Last of Us, I think Walking Dead, only because you like even in The Last of Us, I know it's a little girl and a guy and they're they're traveling through the world. So you kind of get that. But like The Walking Dead, you actually have real people that are trying to survive and you get some uh, the zombies are a little slower. No, have their 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 weaknesses. So I'm going to say Walking Dead would be the one we would live in the most. That's fair because I I haven't really seen The Walking Dead, but there's like there's like factions and like people that bond together and like communities and stuff <laughs> to get built. There's there's humanity yep. hope in that. Yeah, I guess like in uh, I Am Legend, like there's there's like that little community as well too. So I feel like if I bunker down with the right people, I might make it. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. 
That, that's probably my best. Is to if I'm a side character in one of those shows, I'll make it pretty far. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Walking Dead is absolutely most survivable of the group, as um, because not only the humanity aspect, but the zombie piece. You know, the zombies are they are the Walking Dead. They're super slow. As long as you are just continuously walking, you're probably gonna outrun zombies. Um, the Last of Us zombies are freaking terrifying. Yeah, they've got those like spore things on their head. They run. They, um, you know, there's like the giant deformed one that is huge and can. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd stand a chance in in The Last of Us. Um, but yes, Marvel zombies absolutely at the bottom of the list. Um, one other, oh, actually, two more questions, listener questions. Um, which classic monster? would you most like to take in a fight? Um, so you've got Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, uh, Mr. Hyde of, of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, the invisible man. <laughs> and we will just throw in a, a classic werewolf, just, just any old werewolf. <laughs> so you got a hand, hand to hand combat. No, no weapons. Which of these monsters are you fighting? Uh, Mr. Hyde gets his hands, my guy. Yeah, like I, <laughs> Drac, uh, the I know. I mean, we based off the reading, like he just goes batty too quick, and I don't have blade like reflexes, so I'm I'm losing that. Frankenstein's just a hefty boy. That's that's a big guy, um, or big multiple guys or parts of guys slash girls. Um, I don't know what all constructs him, but yeah, uh, that'd be a tough one to take down. Werewolf's absolutely not dead, very dead. Um, Invisible Man, I can't see most things that are actually in front of me. Uh, <laughs> Invisible Man, like I'm just swinging for the fences. Not that I, I don't. Is he? Hmm. I might change the man. What is scary about the Invisible Man? Because I've never read it and or seen it. Is it just that you can't see him, or does he do spooky things? I also never read it. I would imagine he's invisible. Right, 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 right. Um, but like, <laughs> is is that it? Because <laughs> like, if it's me and him and I, the gun, like, if there's if it's a close cage, I'm eventually gonna catch a chin. <laughs> uh, how about is that you just spin in a circle and just switch, become a human top? Um, my answer would probably be Frankenstein because he's dumb, and I feel like I could maybe outsmart him. I was I think thinking about about taking Frankenstein's monster as well because he's he's slower, yep. can, can get around. It, you know, it's like the uh, the classic. You don't have to be stronger; you just gotta wait till they're too tired. I feel like I could wait out Frankenstein's monster. Oh, I think I think they're in the shtick with Frankenstein that like you know he he doesn't have his own free will and he's not smart enough to have his own free will. So like. You just gotta tell him, like, hey, I'm your daddy now, and convince him of that, and then boom. You've technically beaten him. So, the Invisible Man is apparently a practitioner of random and irresponsible violence. Mm -hmm. Mm. Sounds Mm. mean. Sounds like a bad guy. Yes. Alright, last listener question before we hop into our reading. Um, Remove well, actually, it's a, it's a two-parter. Favorite Halloween candy, and then remove one Halloween candy from existence. 
Oh, I'm starting. I got this one. I'm removing candy corn. Not even a question. Be gone. Um, and favorite, you know, I'm a classic guy. I love some peanut butter and chocolate. I'm a basic white girl. Give me some Reese's. Good answer. Good answer. It was a good answer. But the Reese's have to be Reese's pumpkins. I'm, I, I'm with that. Or trees during, during I know as we're talking about Halloween, but any, any shaped Reese's. Oh, yeah. The eggs during Easter, the trees. Mm-hmm. Facts, yeah, but this is a Halloween episode, so we're talking about pumpkins. Punkies. Um, also, bring candy corn straight back, you monster. Nope. Candy corn's delicious. Nope. Even I, like the big chunky pumpkin ones. I nope. love the big chunky pumpkins. Yep. Nope. Like, candy corn just, is, is fine. It, I, I don't necessarily love it, but I'm not removing it. You can have an opinion. It's just wrong, guys. So, Bo, what what's your favorite? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still fighting for those Reese pumpkins. Like, honestly, whatever Brady and I are just going to dive in and try to go 50, 50 on those. Cause that's, you can't top Reese's for candy ever. Best. It's not even just best Halloween candy, like peanut butter and chocolate wins all things. Sure. And, uh, as far as getting rid of, I'm not like the biggest fan of like, I don't know, just like random hard candies i can't think of one that i'm just like oh that candy sucks like candy's candy's pretty good yeah except candy corn and licorice but that's less of a halloween candy um i think i'm get get dots out of here Ooh, but honestly like if you get to the bottom of the bag and like there's only dots left like you're gonna eat the dots. Well, you, obviously, you're gonna eat the dots, but at the same time, wouldn't you rather the dots be in all of the other candy that you already ate? That's why it's really? at the bottom of the bag. Nah, because then, but then it's just like a little treat at the end, and then you have a bitter, uh, like a bigger respect for dots when you're just ooh, eating ooh. dots. You're like, oh, I got dots. All right, I, I'm not okay. saying that these taste bad. You but said ooh ooh like you're looking something... at a list in front of you right now. <laughs> well, no, because I just I just remembered what was actually always at the bottom of my head. And I was about to say, I'm very proud of you guys for not saying this. And if you say it right now, I'm going to be very upset, Joey. But go ahead. I'm not saying they taste bad. I'm saying they are not the best. Like, they, they're not a Halloween candy, and they should stop handing them out. The fruity uh, Tootsie Rolls. The fruity flavored nope, Tootsie Rolls. Nope, give them, give them to me. Yeah, okay. that's a bad that's a bad take. It's okay though. Like I said, they're not terrible, but I don't want them. Bad take. Um <laughs> But I am very proud of you both for not saying almond joys or mounts. Because uh every time I talk to somebody about their least favorite candy, it's always mounds and almond joys. And for me, that makes me more time to eat mounds and almond joys. Oh no! See, I don't, no. I don't love the co- the coconut, but it's still got chocolate and like nuts in it, so I'll eat it. <laughs> as far as like that room, like the Kit Kats, the Snickers, the the Twix, the Almond Joys, Mounds, things like that, I would say my least favorite of like the chocolatey candies. Like I'm not seeking out a York peppermint patty. Like if somebody throws one of those in there, like I'll just go brush my teeth. <laughs> I. I do not like Almond Joys or Mounds, Brady, but the I, the reason I wouldn't get rid of them, I, I, I viewed this kind of as like a, you know, a fantasy football keep trade cut time kind of thing. Those have okay. trade value. I, I know people want those Mounds and Almond Joys, and I mm-hmm. can get maybe a, a Snickers bar or something from them. Uh, True. 
So I would yeah. trade a Snickers for an Almond Joy. So I'm that guy. Oh, I'll give me a Snickers all day. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a big big fan of of you know nuts of of any kind in my like desserts, but if they are gonna be in there, they gotta be peanuts. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and then yeah, Reese's sweeps sweeps the board. Um, that's my favorite as well. So. All right. Thank you, Emily, for your listener questions. If you would like to send in questions for a future episode of the podcast, comics over coffee podcast at gmail.com or find us on X or Instagram. Thanks, Emily. All right, boys, we read some Marvel comics, as is, you know, part of what we do here on this podcast. And sticking with today's theme, we made it Halloween. I want you to on my phone. And I don't know if this is August or Kiva that's getting a talking to here in the background, but I hope (laughs) that they didn't do anything too bad. Uh, True. (laughs) Wait, can you hear me? Yes, totally. No way. Does this mute thing on my phone, on my microphone, not work? Uh, Did you push the right button? I I did. It was very red when I was talking. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, August woke up and he joined us. We're good to go. All right. Um, we read seven. Well, there was a list of seven comics on this uh, Halloween-related list. We wanted, I wanted to get the group some introductory issues of some classic Marvel horror comics because, you know, Marvel was, was big on monster comics before they, they dove into the superhero realm um, due to, I believe, like comics code issues they they were not allowed to print monster comics throughout the 60s um, which is why we we got none of this until the 70s and then Bo, as as you were saying you know in that their marvel decades thing or whatever that's called the 70s is big on horror because the the comics code was was rewritten and and they were actually allowed to print these monster comics again um so we get the introduction of a lot of classic marvel horror icons such as you know blade uh but we got you know dracula who is not necessarily a a marvel icon just a a horror icon in general um we get the introduction of of a werewolf by night named very appropriately jack russell um (laughs) we got we got ghost rider and mephisto um which I, i don't think that was technically mephisto at the at the time that issue was printed but it was just the devil but um we get we get Man Thing, we get Howard the Duck, which I, I love that you threw that into this list, by the way, Bo. Thank you for by the way, shout out to Bo for amending my list and, and making it a little little more expansive. Uh, <laughs> and we got Moon Knight, who appears in a werewolf by night issue. So we read one, two, three, four, five, six, seven issues. Um I am not going to go through these and, and give plot summaries like we would typically do when we're breaking down comics. Rather, what I want to do is um, I, I've prepared several questions that I will try to squeeze in here and there. Um, but I, I kind of want to just make this an open conversation about Marvel horror and Marvel, you know, monsters. Um so, and I just want to, you know, hear our, hear our thoughts uh, on what we read, you know, maybe what we would like to see in the future, um, whether it's comics, whether it's Marvel TV shows, movies, 
Um, so just to kind of kick the discussion off, you know, first of all, did you guys enjoy this change of pace going from superhero, your big crossover events to more smaller stories that are focused on these very different horror uh, characters? So I'll start and say uh, I did. And it reminded me of, and because this is my first time, you know, this podcast has been my first time kind of reading comics and getting into it. The um, whole like change when we went from like the seventies comics of the good guys can do no bad. And Oh no. To like the more dark stuff. I felt that shift again, going back in time and going, Oh, they did know how to do some more dark stuff back then. Oh, okay. And I and actually enjoyed that aspect of it. And I think that for me, um, I definitely had some favorite characters the whole time um, through this. Um, and uh, and we probably will talk about it later, but Mephisto can go run away and never come back again, and I wouldn't care. Yeah, to, wow. be, to be fair, I think Mephisto, in, in this sense, from what we saw in the first issue of Ghost Rider, wasn't really developed to the point that he gets to. And Marvel Comics, and even that relationship between him and Ghost Rider definitely fully expands future with with uh, with Johnny Blaze and and future Ghost Riders, Danny Ketch. Um, but yeah, I to answer your question, Joey, I, I definitely enjoyed this. I enjoyed this reading. It was a cool little flashback in time. Um, I've been reading some of the older stuff through these decades, so it's actually kind of a little jump forward in time for my personal reading, and it's it's cool to see that development. Um, the introduction to these characters was very cool. I kind of wanted, I'm glad I found this list because there's a whole world that we kind of unopened here, uh, where there's a lot of new characters that are introduced. Just like when we did the sixties reading, we got the first introduction of the fantastic four, the Avengers, uh, Ant-Man, Dr. Strange. This was a whole new list of characters and to see first appearances of them was very cool. Um, personal favorites as far as like first appearances i'm very very biased in that i thought that the monsters were awesome uh my favorite monster like of the legion of monsters is 100 percent uh jack russell werewolf by night he's he's very cool but the <laughs> to counter that the introduction of kind of like the the bounty hunters and, and the killers of these monsters the people seeking them out uh blade and moon knight were just fantastic and this first introduction of moon knight is just such a cool issue 100 percent um, I will say all four of these readings with uh, Man Thing, Ghost Rider, Dracula, and Werewolf by Night made me very interested to continue the readings. It was kind of hard to like go back to the series page and then jump into a new one. It was cool because each one was kind of like a first issue or a first appearance. But even like, for example, uh, the first one that we read was The Tomb of Dracula. Very cool story, and I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit further. Uh, but then going into Tomb of Dracula 10... And then seeing the introduction of Blade and seeing the development of Dracula himself, uh, who is now his servant, um, being Cliff in the, in the second one, the introduction of Blade. Like, I can tell that we miss a lot of story there and where it ends there with him, like the ship exploding. Where's Blade? Did they take off? Who survived that? Maybe want to keep reading. And that was cool. And I really, really enjoyed that. The one that I wanted to keep reading the most was that fight that was ending like mid scene with Jack Russell and Moon Knight, where uh, Mark Spector's taking him to the moon copter, and then the girls are tied up in the helicopter with Frenchie, and that's 
that's just such a cool story. And I know that obviously that develops because we get both Blade and Moon Knight individual stories that kind of spark off of the two of those. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. A lot to talk about. I think the part that I enjoyed the most here, because what I like with horror is that flashback in time or it's, it's friendly <laughs> spooky. And I think like the verbiage of it was hilarious in some aspects and kind of like where, where horror back in the day is almost comedic now where you have the black and white aspect of horror, kind of what they did with the live action uh, Werewolf by Night and a, and a lot of those different scenes. I think they paid really good homage to these comics and the way that they handled that. So Werewolf by Night is was your favorite character. That's a that's a tr- interesting to hear. And, and Brady, I believe you teased me before we started recording about having a favorite character while you were uh-huh. reading. I, I suppose this is as good a time as ever to let our listeners and me know because now I've, I've been curious for the last half an hour. To be fair, to be fair, wait, 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 to clarify, Werewolf by Night was my favorite monster. My favorite character isn't always will be Mark Spector Moon Knight. My favorite character and monster is by far Man-Thing, and it's not even close. I fell in love with Man-Thing, and and I, I, I teased this even, like, earlier in the week when we were talking about the readings, where I said I read... The Man Thing episode, and then I went and watched um, Werewolf by Midnight on Disney Plus, um, or Werewolf by Midnight, Werewolf by Night, to, and watched Disney Plus, and uh, absolutely loved the the Man Thing uh, cameo in it. Uh, Man Thing is just he's such a good character. See, Ted was low on the list for me. I love Ted. Ted. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts list. about Ted, there, Joey? Or I guess to to kind of keep things on theme, who was your who's your favorite character, and then we can roast each other's answers. <laughs> so, of the reading that we did, I will say I I think my favorite character was um, was Blade. Honestly, I I liked seeing his introduction, liked watching him fight Dracula. Um, but of the monsters in of some future comics that I I have read uh, a few other man thing comics. I do love man thing. Man thing is, is an awesome monster Um, fights on the side of good uh, quite frequently was actually a part of the Avengers at some point in the Jason Aaron run. If I remember correctly, Um, man thing's awesome. Just basically, you know, shows, shows fear. If, if you have fear, don't, don't go near man thing. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, if you're fearless, man thing's your best buddy. Cause he can't really hurt you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to be fair, the concept of man thing, the story of man thing is very cool as a character. I mean, he's obviously not saying a whole lot. <laughs> there, there's not a lot of dialogue except for like the internal, like, first of all, I love that all the horror have the yellow speech bubbles. That was a cool, consistent <laughs> theme. Agreed. Um, but yeah, man thing is is I agree with those statements. If if he's on your side, he's cool. If he's not, and eh, it's whatever. Um I would say one I I I didn't like this consistent inconsistency rather. We read these monsters and the majority of these monsters fight for the side of good. Um they end up forming a team later down the line in these 70s comics called the Legion of Monsters, who consist of Man Thing, Werewolf by a Night, Ghost Rider, uh, some other people hop in there, like Inkula, I think, who's the living mummy, Frankenstein, these classic monsters. Uh, Dracula sucks. Dracula's just always a bad guy. 
Dracula's um, always bad. <laughs> Dracula's just always a bad guy. And it, he was the one that was just out there doing bad things. So the introduction of Blade was sweet in that sense. I am a little upset, and I know you guys saw this too in the continued reading after one of the, I think it was one of, it was either a Marvel Spotlight or Adventure into Fear. Um, there was a, the introduction of Morbius that we didn't read, who's the fourth member of that Legion of Monsters. And I think Morbius being kind of that, yes, he, he kills people, yes, he's morally gray with the stuff that we all love, but he ends up fighting for good in the end, and he's kind of like the, the living vampire. Um, I'm sad that we didn't get that because I know that that turns into a really cool dynamic. That's one reading that I feel that we missed out on here. Mm -hmm. I I know Morbius from d different avenues, not reading the comics. And Morbius is a cool, cool character, cool dude. Like aesthetically and story wise, he's he's definitely a a, a neat a neat dude. And I I agree with you. Because there's one I thing here that I want to tie it into. One person, one show, rather, obviously the MCU's dive in and now, that I think did kind of like these characters a lot of justice back in the day, in our day, was TAS, the, the Spider-Man, the, the animated series. Um, they brought in Blade. They brought in the Punisher. They brought in um, Morbius. I think the Ghost Rider made an appearance, or maybe that was the Fantastic Four. Uh, but yeah, those three being in it on kind of that, that street level, because obviously you have the, the Legion of Monsters, the people I just described. And then on the counter side of that, still kind of in the darker realm, you have one of my favorite Marvel teams that isn't really like a team. It's very loosely a group of characters, which is the Marvel Knights, where you've got your Moon Knight, you've got Blade, Punisher, Daredevil, Doctor Strange. They're dealing with the street level. They're dealing with the spooky Yuki. Um that's that's definitely a cool side of Marvel. And again, especially back in the 70s era where everything was new at the time. But reading it in hindsight, like now where this is like past comics, I think the the, <laughs> the way that they speak, the way that they handle things, the way that some certain situations play out is hilarious. Like when they find just there's I have so many screenshots of things where like one of the times where they find Jack Russell laying out on the ground and his uh Step, stepdad runs up to come come grab him and he's just like coffee coffee get him coffee now yeah. and i'm like what is, <laughs> why is that the healing factor and then on like in another one too one thing that ends up turning into the man thing where they go down and i forget the brother's name i think it was andrew or drew or, so, or something like that but the in adventure to fear the the main girl's brother um He's just up late eating a peanut butter sandwich. And they're like, peanut butter? At this time of night, you'd never go back to sleep. And I'm like, peanut butter would probably put me to sleep if I ate some of it right now. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, diets were definitely way different back in the, in the 70s. He's like, don't eat peanut butter. Just have a cigarette and have some coffee and go back to bed. Like, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of that transportation back into a different time, I think, was hilarious, especially tied into these horror themes. Yeah, I, I, I played that off because I said the same thing. Why the heck is he talking about coffee after finding his son passed out in the yard? And I was like, well, to be fair, when I find somebody passed out in the yard and they're trying to sober up, I probably get them coffee too. So <laughs> that's where I, I talked it up. But still, a funny time, you know, definitely for sure. I think I, I did take a screenshot of um, that I was hoping you guys could clarify for me. Is there... Somewhere in the lore of vampires that I'm unaware of that says they're hurt by silver. I thought that was werewolves. I think uh, that gets retconned. I think Marvel was a little confused on that one. Also, 
the the other thing that hurts vampires that I think hurt vampires, which he ends up pulling at the end to take down Dracula, was their own reflection, like the or just the mirrors. So I guess the lack of their reflection. I thought that was just kind of like a oh, like vampires don't have a reflection. Not it was a oh, that's my one crippling weakness, reflectivity. Like I that just didn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they were fully clear on their monster lore. Um, and they but, kept uh, they kept throw it. I, I feel like vampires are the weakest things ever. Like there were there were times where uh, like uh, Dracula was like, "I'm not killing you this time because I'm full." It's like, okay, so fullness is being full is a weakness, and right. Oh, There's I'm not going to the heart. Full <laughs> crosses, being full. Um, just over it, it uh, not being the right timing. There was one point yeah. where he went in, like, kind of swayed everybody and then walked out. And he's like, dude, you could have easily taken that entire crowd. He's like, but now's not the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dracula's I, big dumb dummy. I take it back. <laughs> I, would, I would fight Dracula, I think, <laughs> especially this version of Dracula. <laughs> I like that. Retcon your answer. There it. we go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we get we get a lot of Dracula here. Bo, you mentioned Frankenstein's monster appears in Marvel comics. Um, these are both you know horror characters that were written elsewhere due to trademark issues or due to like you know copyright laws. Um, these are now public domain characters, which allows Marvel to use them. One question I have for you: In modern horror movies, like thinking back the last 40 years back to like you know the 70s 80s the kind of the the rise of of slasher and horror movies what are some horror iconic characters that you would like to one day see a marvel comic book printed about once the you know trademarks are up because personally i would love to pick up a comic book where you know captain america or, or tony stark falls asleep and suddenly Freddy Krueger is haunting their nightmares and they get a deal with Freddy coming into the Marvel universe. Oh, that's, that would be tough. Um, yeah, I didn't know where you're going with that. I thought you were asking about like the classic war ones, but you're talking about even modern to date. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, the classic ones they can already use. I'm thinking like, you know, 75 years in the future when, Freddy Krueger becomes public domain, mm-hmm. and yeah, what other characters would you would you think? Well, you got Freddy, you got Jason, you got Mike Myers. I think they're all kind of played out. I gotta see, I gotta see the Avengers versus Chucky. <gasps> no, my answer. I thought it was so safe. <laughs> it just like he can team up with the maker or like the uh, the tinkerer. I forget what his name was. The one that like makes those toys turn into life and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, Chucky was just, again, one of those laughable comedy ones where, like, if there's a little bit of funny in my scary, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I was going to say Chucky as well. I'll try to come up with another one while I'm talking. But my my vision was I'd love to see the young Avengers in Chucky, you know, mm. whereas, like, the, the, the kids fighting the doll. I think that would be I, I guess you could do the same thing with Saul. But, like, I don't want I don't want any Avengers to have to play a game. That's uh, <laughs> oh well pause 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 not literally you can keep recording keep recording keep recording um <laughs> there's a spinoff series and i haven't ta- i don't think i sent you guys any screenshots about this um i picked up the physical prints of the last two of these because they were so cool and i was seeing them pop up in the comic shops had no idea what they were there is a a series out right now 
called Murder World. And it's five issues, and all five of them came out. Um, and it is essentially, I forget this, this Marvel villain's name. Um, but it's basically like, um, I, now I can't remember the game either. What is the Netflix show where there was 100, uh, 500 Squid contestants? Game. Squid Games. It is essentially that in Marvel. Mm. And each kind of like famous team has their own episode where like there's a theme like there's Murder World, the Avengers, there's Murder World, uh, Wolverine, there's Murder World, Moon Knight. And it is you basically each issue is a phase of that game. Very similar to Squid Games. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of murder. And it was that's a cool read. That's all on. I think it's pretty much all on Unlimited right now. So I would highly suggest that. But yeah, I could see the Saul aspect kind of being cool too, just because it, I kind of got remind, like reminded of that issue. Well, I'll I'll, I'll throw the, the the answer that I was going to put out there. I would love to see big boy horror, and you've got Jason versus the Thing versus the Hulk, please. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Jason stands a chance, honestly. <laughs> like you can't stab the Hulk or or the Thing. Uh, okay. But yeah, Squid Game, Bo, by the way, did you see season two coming soon? I'm very excited for that. I'm pretty excited. I need to go back and finish it. I've been, uh, I watched oh, you... it when it first came out and I did not see the end of it. You never finished it? I did not. It is good, though. It it's was, not a, I, a, I a lack like, of it not being good. I feel like that was the last streaming show that I watched that I was like, whoa, that was actually like as good as everybody hyped it up to be. Uh, Fair. So, uh, you know, of, of these things that we read here and, and I, well, I guess really any Marvel monster uh, that exists out there. Um, I am curious, you know, do you guys want in the MCU to see more of this type of thing. We we have obviously, you know, Werewolf by Night already that we, that we briefly talked about. Um we have you know the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was kind of more horror-y in in its some of the elements there. Um do you want to see more of that in the MCU? Absolutely. I think it, it needs its own subcategory. I misspoke earlier when I talked about the counter team of the Monsters of Legions. I was referring to, and it's because I have a very sleepy brain right now, the Midnight Suns, mm -hmm. um, which is that, that team that I listed earlier, but to the wrong team name. Uh, where, and then you've got other people like Hellstrom in there. Um, and there's actually, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, I think it did send you some stuff about this. They're already kind of we know that we were expecting Blade to show up in Werewolf by Night. There's a lot of teasers that never happened. Um, we're expecting a Moon Knight season two. Um, we're expecting a more street level Daredevil. Which, dude, I don't. We didn't talk about this, but I think you guys all probably know by this that they went in after like the first, I think like six or seven episodes were made. They were almost like halfway done with the full first season of Daredevil. Oh, then they scrapped the whole. They thing. scrapped the whole thing. Tough. Wow. They went in there and he said that this is straying too far from Netflix Daredevil. I I don't like the direction of where this is going. We're redoing it. I heard they were making it like a legal drama. Like like yeah. law and order in the MCU. <laughs> well, that's what they tried to do with She-Hulk too. So I think that they try to play too much on the the lawyer Matt Murdock as opposed to the Daredevil that everybody wants. 
and that was not going to sell, especially for the what that first season supposed to be like. Didn't they sell them for like well. eighteen episodes or something? Nineteen. That's nuts. Which, Crazy. Yeah, just like, come on. I, we are we're in the age of streaming. Why do we have to commit to any number of episodes? True. Why can't they just make the show and then be like, and they just oh, keep making it? <laughs> like, oh, you know, it, this seems like a good spot to end because we are wrapping the story up, as opposed to we are either giving you six episodes or like 23 or whatever the heck they give like network TV show. Just give them free reign to write a story. <laughs> well, I think that they probably had to submit the story and the story is written out and broken down by episodes. So that's how they kind of get the sell and the contract for doing that, which makes me wonder, like, how is that going to look now? Will this change the episode count? Is the story dramatically different? I, I don't know. Uh, but I am very excited about it. I like that they're pausing and going back and redoing it as opposed to getting flack when it comes out and then having to like reverse stuff like that. So there's thought going into that, especially with Daredevil being into the MCU. I think you really have to do that because we got a tease of Matt Murdock in No Way Home and we got uh, teases of Daredevil through She-Hulk. And I just don't think that was the Daredevil that people were craving. Uh, there's it was a little almost too comedic um, as opposed to that that knit and grit, which, again, going back to I think that they have a lot of that, that they can build off of. Um, but you've got this new introduction of these werewolf by night characters. You've got uh, Elsa Bloodstone, who has a dope backstory as well, too. Uh, you've got you've got Ted uh, being man thing. Um, and I just think that that team is going to very much build into this midnight suns monster legion of monsters kind of thing uh everybody's been wanting ghost rider to come back um so and then uh there's obviously a live action morbius but uh that's uh, that's a whole different sony contract right there too so um speaking of which i also read that one of the main villains in that last spider-man movie was actually supposed to be craven and they, they wrote back and told him no because they didn't want to do that until he had a fully developed character in the Sony universe. So that, that whole right thing is going to mess up Spider-Man so much. But um, yeah, I, I like this side of it because, um, again, I love the super-powered, the big Avengers teams, but also the direction of where that's going is kind of eh. So I might latch onto this and, and write it for what it is because what's come out so far with Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night, I'm... 100 percent yeah i my my take is i would love and i i think it's going there which is exciting that darker side of marvel to come through in the mcu where they they just they take it and they go hey we've done the superhero thing for a while here's some just bad guys and here's some fun stuff that they're gonna do enjoy it and then they can go back and they can go hey you know new uh new avengers here you go and and it kind of can they can weave it out so it's not just superhero fatigue. And that's what I'm really excited for. All right. Well, I have a, a fun, quick little game that I, I would like to play with you guys to wrap this episode up. So before I do that, any last uh, thoughts that you will want to share on, on the reading or, you know, Marvel horror in general, things that you want to you want to read more of in maybe in modern times, not not going back to the 70s. Yeah, we so love Ted. There, there's one thing that I want to say specifically about the reading that I didn't get to say yet. Um, there's a character that people love. I love. And there's so many versions of him um, that I've never read the origin of. 
I'd already read this Moon Knight origin. I've already read the Blade origin. Um, it was my first time reading Man Thing um, and Dracula and um, the Werewolf by Night origin. My first time reading all three of those. There's obviously somebody that I haven't mentioned yet. I hate this version of Ghost Rider. He is just... The concept of the Ghost Rider is cool, but I get why they change him into different people. Because... Just Not a Johnny so, Blaze fan? Oh, he's just so whiny. <laughs> um, he, the promises he kept were so stupid. I feel like this... The thing that I hated the most was he's just sitting there and he's like, there's no hope. There's nothing I can do except for, ah, turn to Satan. (laughs) And just, that came out of nowhere, literally nowhere. And I had no idea how that original deal, deal with the devil happened in this first origin story. And apparently he just kept all these satanic books in the background and had that on kind of standby for him to go and do that. So I thought that was just, I don't know. I don't think that that was built up correctly. And then <laughs> she, um, was it Roxanne is the girl that he's with? Also, I didn't I love that like Roxanne. that was his sister yeah. for a very long time, and then they just started locking lips. <laughs> that was that was yeah. uh, obviously they're not blood related, but uh, there was some unnecessary tension there. Yeah, I didn't like that version of the character. I thought the version of the Ghost Rider was pretty cool, but uh, Blaze in particular, was kind of a, a little, little whiny boy. I, I, I can't fault you for that opinion, Bo. Um, can't fault you. I, I, do, I do like uh, new, who is he? Is it Robbie? Uh, Robbie, Robbie Reyes. Reyes, that's right. I do like him as the Ghost Rider more than Johnny Blaze. Yeah, because uh, he doesn't even want to be the Ghost Rider. And he's out there fighting for his brother, and he just has all this power, but end up, he ends up doing what's right in the end. Uh, that's a very, very cool version of the Ghost Rider. That's a lot different than what we're reading here. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And he rides uh, in a freaking hot rod, which is awesome. Um, Brady, any, any last thoughts from you on the reading before I give you guys a, a quick game to play? Nope. Uh, Man Thing is the best. Everyone loves Ted. If you think otherwise, you're wrong. That's all. All right. Well, briefly, I would like for the three of us to rewind. The year is 2007. The MCU is non-existent. We have not gotten Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We have not seen the Avengers. You two are being tasked with creating your own Marvel Cinematic Universe horror version. All right. Nothing that currently exists exists so there is no werewolf by night there is no thoughts of a blade movie coming soon you two are going to be tasked and this is going to need to be a team effort of sorts um you've you've got four movies building up to a fifth movie which will be the legion of monsters or the midnight suns or whatever it is the avengers style crossover movie bringing together the other four movies what are your four movies that you're making Um, you can you can collectively try to talk about this and and decide together you can just say you know give me two and and you know the other person take two but i i I would like to hear the two of you come together to make four movies that are going to lead up to some sort of big avenger style monster movie 
Okay, I've I've already got a thought process of where I'm going with this, Brady. Feel free to hop in. Okay. The numbers the numbers four, so it's gonna be so hard to not just instantly jump to this. Yep. Um the Legion of Monsters is four characters. There is Werewolf by Night, there's the Ghost Rider, there is Man Thing, and there's Morbius. And I feel like the four of those need to be the driving characters in this. Each one of those being an origin and battle. So, for example, you have Werewolf by Night versus um, Moon Knight. And, and that'll be your movie. And then you have Morbius versus Blade. 100%. You've got, I'm going to have to say Ghost Rider versus... There's somebody who's not really in this horror scene that ends up being a huge aspect of this horror scene. I think you got to have some Doctor Strange in there. Because mm. you can't have your horror without, without your, your mystic. It could be... It could even be Dr. Voodoo if you wanted it to, to get a little more spooky with it. Um, I think, yeah, so maybe, uh, maybe Man-Thing and Dr. Strange would be a really cool crossover because Dr. Strange talks, talks enough where, where Man-Thing Man doesn't. And then Ghost Rider. Yeah, maybe, maybe you got to do Ghost Rider versus Mephisto. I would love to have Daredevil in there somewhere, so maybe he makes a cameo in each one. Um, but I think that that's got to be your team. I so, was 100% going to say the same thing and say that I think you, you do that. You lead that up to it, right? Like you're saying. And there has to be a battle in each one. And then, because if you think about the old days of Marvel, right? You think about Iron Man. There was always that bad guy. There was always the, you know, in the first episode, he got kidnapped. You know, there's all this 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 bad things happening. You got to get over it, right? So each, each thing has their own... Uh, you know, their own thing that they're battling. And then it all leads up to, you know, the team forming together. And personally, because it's a darker side, I would love a clash. I would love that fourth one to be, you know, the Legion or the, the, Mon the Monster Legion versus the Avengers or versus, you know, and they have like a, a clash, whether it's in the lore or not. And then they come and start doing good things, and they start, you can build a whole new uh, realm around their, you know, becoming this good thing. So, I, I, I think I think that's where I would go. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with all that. I think that was too easy because uh, yeah. yeah, you've got your four Legion of Monsters, and I think yeah, the the main four Midnight Suns that you have to include, Blade has to be in there. Morbius ends up being part of the Midnight Sun. So he like starts monster, then turns good with Blade, which I think is dope. Moon Knight has to be in there. So obviously he's in there with World by Night. Ghost Rider ends up being part of the Midnight Suns as well, too. So he's the, the monster that turns good. So fights Mephisto and then comes back in. And then the other two kind of loose characters that are always in there are obviously Doctor Strange. And then rarely enough, uh, the Punisher makes a big appearance with the Midnight Suns as well, too. So if it's not a cameo from Daredevil in each one, maybe we go with a cameo from the Punisher instead and kind of keep mm -hmm. that darker scene of things. Um, to be but, fair, the, the, the early 2000s kind of already did this. <laughs> uh, with you, if you think about the, the Marvel Universe that they were building with Ben Affleck Daredevil, with the Punisher, with uh, Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider... And then, uh, oh, geez, who played Blade? Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, and just great performances of those characters. So I think kind of building off of that, but adding in the monsters, making each one a battle, and that last one being the big Clash team-up 
where you you end up with the Midnight Suns and the Legion of Monsters like officially named and branched off and and then fighting it could be like Lilith which is the big main monster in the first like Midnight Suns where they're fighting kind of like that that dark evil spawn of Satan um yeah that'd be very cool I want this now <laughs> last last question um and I I want to hear mainly mainly from Brady on this part cuz um, I, I feel like Bo Bo's given us the this this big. I'm geeking structure. out too much. I'm I'm saying too much stuff. <laughs> Bo, Bo's giving us I'm a great structure. I want to hear from Brady on, you know, looking back at the MCU, the decision to start with Iron Man was yep. at the time kind of uh, controversial because Iron Man was not a huge driving factor in the comics quite mm -hmm. at that point um he became so as iron man you know gained such success and popularity with the movie um but th that decision was kind of surprising to people however looking back i think that decision is pretty much solely responsible for the success of the mcu i don't think mm -hmm. we would see the same success had they started with like the Thor movie, for example, as much as I love Chris Hemsworth. Um, mm -hmm. So what do you think of those four movies that you guys decided on is the most crucial movie to begin this with, to, to bring audiences in and be like, oh my gosh, there's like this whole new big thing that's happening. And that's awesome. So I want to hear Bo's rhetor rhetoric to this because I think he's going to have one. But I think I would start with Werewolf by Night. And the reason I would start with Werewolf by Night is one who we teamed him up against, which is Moon Knight. And I think part of the thing with um, with Iron Man and why I think it was so popular is what what, what year did that come out? Was 2008. Like, was, yeah. 2008, which was the heat. I mean, it wasn't the, uh, you know. Right after, a couple years after, seven years after, you know, 9-11, you know, we, we're still in this age of of have terrorists and bad things happening around the world, you know, and, and then you have these guys kidnapping Iron Man, and it's like, oh no, that ain't gonna fly. And having, having that side of the house, I think bringing in that bad guy that was relative, people enjoyed, was crucial, and I think similarly bringing in Moon Knight to be that kind of leading bad guy, quote-unquote bad guy, because they're, they're great. But, you know, Moon Knight to be that hunting after the the main character, uh, I think would be really cool. And I think that people will relate to uh, uh, Jack Russell a little more than they would maybe a Morbius or a Ghost Rider or a Man-Thing. Um, maybe not Man-Thing. Everyone loves Man-Thing, but... I think Jack Jack Russell has the most relatable story. So I think you start with Werewolf by Night. You bring in his buddy Man Thing. And then you shock factor, you throw in these cool characters like you did with Guardians of the Galaxy and these these just awesome, awesome ones with Morbius and uh Ghost Rider as the, the follow-up to lead into and hype up the the joint thing. Bo, would what you, you agree with this uh this order? I do not. <laughs> um, I've got a vision here, so I, I need this to happen. The first one is you bring in who you think is going to be the main character, and then the torch is passed. Pun 1 million percent um, intended. Yeah, that's the word I was going for. 
There's two very, very famous ghostwriters. One that we just read here that I hate. Um, and that is Johnny Blaze. Um, and immediately after, they, they kind of rewrite that to go on to one of the most famous ghostwriters, which is Danny Ketch. I think the first movie that you need is that leader who is the ghostwriters. You bring that in. You, you literally have Johnny Blaze played again by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and then he becomes human form after that. And he, is, he basically becomes your Nick Fury. And then he goes and starts recruiting these other people with cameos in each of those until the, the team comes at the end. Your acting ghostwriter is going to be somebody who is amazing playing Danny Ketch. But you have the human essence of Johnny Blaze in the background after his torch is passed in the, in the background of all of these as that team is formed. Because you had Iron Man as the first one because he was the leader. But the driving force for all of those was Nick Fury. Nick Fury in the MCU makes these Avengers, much like in the Ultimate Universe of Marvel. Um, so you need that essence here to bring that team together here. Um, so I've got my my new Samuel Jackson is Nicolas Cage playing the original Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I know we said 2007, and obviously Werewolf by Night has not come out on Disney+. Plus. It's not a thing. But you literally have that right now with Werewolf by Night. It's not a, you know, leader and recruiting, but it's it's Jack Russell who is saves, quote unquote, saves man thing because he's a monster that people are hunting just like he is. And they come together and join this team and form it based off of each other and saving each other because they're quote unquote monsters. How would that, you know, you got Jack Russell finding the monsters, bringing them together saying, hey, we've got a thing in common. People don't like us. They don't understand us. They're trying to kill us. Let's, we're not bad. Let's join together. Let's make this for good-ish, grayish good. And let's do this. You, got, you already got it. You already got that's, it. That's cool and everything, Brady. But what you're not getting here is that in this universe, the Legion of Monsters is not the Avengers. The Legion of Monsters is the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Avengers are the Midnight Suns. And that's who that's what's going to bring in the fans. And who who and who who currently, because yet again, Midnight Suns is only a comic rendition right now. Right. And a video game. But who is the leader in today's current thing? Not in our made up one of the Midnight Suns. Like in the original, like sure. we're because I'm starting from the classics. I'm not bringing anything new in. Sure. Um, the, the book is well, the, the characters of that are referred to as the nine. Where you have mm-hmm. ghost writers Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze, yep. Blade and Morbius, who come in with your 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 following films, your with your Blade and your Morbius, where Morbius turns good and comes onto the side of the Midnight Suns. Um, mm-hmm. In addition, to that you also have uh, Frank Drake. You guys remember Frank? Frank mm-hmm. Drake, who is the descendant of our our guy Vlad. Mm-hmm who is the original fighter of Dracula, uh, Hannibal King, I'm not super familiar with, Louise Hastings, and Sam Buchanan. Um, this goes on then to eventually bring in Doctor Strange um, and Moon Knight. Okay. But who, so, so, so we've got the, the team. Who's the mm-hmm. leader of that group? Uh, vengeance. Okay. Vengeance so is the leader, or the spirit of vengeance, if you will. Which is the human form of Johnny Blaze. Okay. I, I, I will say I, I, I'm, nev- I'm never arguing against remaking a good Ghost Rider. I'm going to be honest. But 
I think there's other ways. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, right, you gonna you gonna vote here, Joey? Give me all the Nicolas Cage in the, in the <laughs> MCU or in in anything. Honestly, I love Nicolas Cage. Um, however, I'm 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 abstaining. It sounds like there's uh, some you know collaboration meetings needed at the offices of of Bo and Brady Enterprises before this movie <laughs> really gets underway. And and uh, it sounds like they're gonna need to to come to uh, an agreement before taking this to the executives at disney um and i read off this real quick um (laughs) they a super cool crossover that is very new that i also read um that i think you guys would enjoy a lot especially after talking about these teams is uh dr strange damnation it's a crossover (laughs) event that is very ground level like this with the midnight suns and the members of that team uh because i won't i won't i won't tell what happens but it ends up being very ragtag um are led by Wong, um, he brings in Blade, Dr. Voodoo, Elsa Bloodstone, Johnny Blaze, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Scarlet mm. Spider, and Man-Thing. And that is the team. Yep. I'll watch that. Does, yep. does Elsa Bloodstone, um, I, I know she is in Werewolf by Night, does she have any sort of like abilities or powers or anything? Yeah, she's the wielder of the Bloodstone. Yeah, cool. and the blood the bloodstone helps you track down the monsters, as well as helps you with like as you saw it in Werewolf by Night, it can it can adversely affect the monsters or cause their their the bad stuff to happen. It's just it's it's a really else is a cool story. Plus, it has a pretty big like regenerative ability and uh, mm-hmm. makes you invulnerable to a lot of physical harm. Um, but it not only helps track but also repels things like vampires. Hmm. So yeah, it's pretty pretty powerful, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, guys, Doctor Strange Damnation is a very cool. That honestly might be one of my future bonus episodes. Is is reading that as a crossover event because I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Well, um, in the interest of time, and any last uh, Halloween related, horror related, monster related things, or or anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we uh, hop off here. I'm all spooked out. Honestly, I'm just upset that this isn't going to happen the way that I just planned it because I can't think of anything more perfect. (laughs) And I'm going to have to send a fan letter to Marvel or something and see if they can catch up to where my mind currently is. But no, um, I thought the readings were good. I think where they're headed in the MCU is very cool. Um, They just recently released like a new like blade action figure. So the whole line was called Midnight Suns. Uh, I'm sorry, it was called Marvel Knights, but there were several Midnight Suns subcategories and i just i like that side of marvel and i think that they're recognizing the the there's a big fan base for that so um hopefully we see more and i i I did want to end on something i wanted to say um if you have friends out there that don't love ted please talk to them work it out with them let them know their wrongs their ways of their their misguided judgment show them that ted is supreme and that man thing is awesome that is all. That is what I end on. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, and we will catch you all next week. Go man thing. Go Ted. Who goes Strider? <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. 
Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. Brady froze. He was in the middle of a great story and then just got real nervous. I did. My my only story, though, is that this coffee cookies are really good. With coffee. Cool mm, story, is bro. it like a flavored thing or is this just... Yeah. It's like, it's like a cinnamon, like I said, a cinnamon cookie. Okay. Which is good. And then you got you coffee, which is good. And it's like Oreos it's with milk. You dip good. it, and, and it gets a little, little, just a little salty. I am not even drinking coffee right now. Oh, I'm out, bro. I'm out of cough. <laughs>